Hello and welcome to Booze and Bloodshed. I am your host, Susanna. And I'm Cindy. And, um... Oh, we clapping? No, that's just, I don't know, me being weird. <laughs> okay, we're not clapping. Um, no. But we're back! But we're back! We're recording for you again! Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. sorry, it's been so long. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been very busy for us. So, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, Hello. moving on, our drink of the week this week is um, from one of our local breweries, Bunkhouse. Uh, it is their tangerine sour, um, and unfortunately, my mom doesn't like it. I thought she might because it's not totally beer-like, but it's not her fave. Um. Side note, mom is not a beer drinker. Never has been. Yeah. So. Well, I thought that it was going to be not beer enough that you would be like, oh. It still has that. I don't. It's the aftertaste that gets me with beer. The aftertaste? It's the. I don't. But this one. Is is this one. I, I can understand why. Why you're looking out for me and you think this would be good. Because it's not like, I don't feel like I'm going to go with my tongue. Yeah, it's not like PBR or something. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, so please nobody decide not to try this on my opinion because well known in our family that I'm not the beer drinker. No. I I tried, guys. I tried. (laughs) but, But no, but I've tasted some other sours. Uh, like strawberry sour and and to me oh yeah uh-huh. and and that like if you say strawberry I want to taste some strawberry but here uh, but you can taste it does have a tangerine mm-hmm. yeah it flavor definitely has that citrusy and I do flavor. and I do like that so there you go <laughs> there you go um if you are a beer drinker um definitely try this one out uh if you're local I'm not sure how far bunkhouse distributes so i'm sorry if you are elsewhere and and can't get it but um if you're ever in montana you know look look out for it and the cool the can's really cool the can is really cool i'm just saying i got this one at our a local grocery store and it was a nice giant 32 ounce can and it has a really cool label on it if she starts slurring, she's drinking the most oh my god i poured one one pint like oh this okay. is this is a sixteen ounce glass. Okay, she's on her fifth. Oh my god! No, I'm not. <laughs> First of all, the can's only thirty two ounces, so at most I could only get two of these. <laughs> and, and I get now you she's some, gonna math so. on me. Okay, what you got tonight, here, girl? <laughs> okay, hold on, one more tip. Oh, because I'm probably gonna be doing a lot of talking. Ah, you have to ah after it's it. It's like, ah. thank you, golly. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, so the case I have for you today um, is probably going to infuriate everybody Uh-oh. because it infuriated me to the point where I was cussing at my laptop while reading the articles that I found about this. <laughs> um, Did it take offense? No, my laptop's okay. Okay. Um, 
but I did cuss at it and flip it off. Um, <laughs> it was directed at, you know, what was going on in the article. It's okay. It's not my fault. Um, but so the case I have today is the murder of Lauren McCluskey. Um, so I'm going to start off with talking, um, a bit about Lauren and like who she was as a person. Um, so Lauren was born Lauren Jennifer McCluskey on February 12th of 1997 to parents Jill and Matt McCluskey, um, in Berkeley, California. And then approximately 18 months later, the McCluskeys moved to Pullman, Washington because um, Jill and Matt uh, landed professor jobs at the Washington State University. Oh, uh-huh. um, and they also, I don't know if it was right away they got tenured, but at some point they got tenured. If it wasn't right away, they did eventually. Okay. Um, and so, uh, so this is where Lauren grew up was Pullman, uh, Washington. And so Lauren was a uh, bright and sensitive uh, girl, and she was also very active um, starting from a young age. Um, At eight years old, she competed in her first junior Olympic track meet um, where she set records in the high jump, long jump, and 400-meter run. Oh, she got hops. Yeah. And then at nine years old, she qualified for nationals um, and continued to compete at the national level throughout the rest of her childhood. Um, Her main events were high jump, hurdles, and multi-events. She earned the USA USA, uh, track and field All-American 19 times. Holy cow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And which for people who don't know, that is like the top, I think, 12 athletes or something like that for the for their age group. Right, um, right, right, right. In the nation. So she won that 19 times. Wow. Crazy. Um, and I think that that's in each event, too. So, like, event and age group. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Right, okay. which is how she won it 19 times. Okay, okay. That's me. I'm like, that's... <laughs> You're like, that's too many years. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said she started when she was eight? Are you sure? um, and you're still a juvenile at 28? What? Yeah. Just kidding. Okay. No, okay. Anyway, so she also set many youth records, um, 12 of which are still standing. Oh, Um, and what did she, what are still, what records are still standing? It didn't, um, I didn't see any specification on that and I didn't delve deeper to find out. What the? Inquiring people want to know. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be like that um, (sighs) important. (laughs) I'm sure you could find it. Um, anyways, so her freshman year in high school, she became the Washington State High School champion in high jump and took second in the 100 meter hurdles. Um, Lauren was an animal lover her whole life. Um, throughout her childhood, she volunteered. Oh my gosh. Excuse me. Sorry. Beer. Um, she volunteered at Whitman uh, County Humane Society, where she helped socialize cats to make them more adoptable. Um, she also owned two cats of her own. Um, their names were Fuzzy and Victory. And um, I believe one of them is still alive, or at least was a few years ago. Um, 
Anyways, uh, so she graduated from Pullman High School with honors um, and took a track and field scholarship at the University of Utah. Um, so although Lauren was a star athlete, um, she was very humble um, and would often deflect attention to like her teammates and coaches. Like when she was like in interviews and stuff with uh, like news reporters and whatnot, or just if anybody kind of brought up She'd like give props to her teammates. And yeah, stuff. she really um, it didn't seem like she really liked the the limelight or the spotlight. Like um, it sounds like she was a very like hardworking, determined person very focused on her athletics and academics as well she was a very good student um and was just like I can always do better kind of attitude okay um not that she didn't um she always she had she always strived yeah like she she definitely like you know like pat herself on the back like when it was uh appropriate or no, I mean, or whatever. Done, had an achievement. I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was always striving for more um, and believing that she can do, you know, more and better and all of that. Um, but so she was also actually a very talented writer um, and she ended up pursuing a degree in communications um, with the hope of finding a job in public relations or academic advising after um, graduating from college. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, Lauren was murdered just months before graduating. No. And we're going to get into it here now. So um, there's quite a bit that kind of happens leading up to her murder. And so we're, we're going to go through, go through it all in detail, have it written down. Was it someone she knew? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Now I see why so, you're pissed off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, there's a lo- there's a lot I'm pissed oh, off about. Angry faces coming on. Um, so much, and you guys will understand why in a few here. So we're gonna start on September second, twenty eighteen. So Lauren was twenty one years old. Uh, which, by the way, guys, Lauren was only like six months younger than me. I was so, gonna like, say, this wait really a hits minute. home. Like, this really hits home. <laughs> so, yeah, so Lauren is 21 at this time. Um, so, on September 2nd, um, Lauren texts her friend Alex, um, who they were really good friends, um, about a new bar called London Bell uh, in like downtown Salt Lake City. And they decided to go have a drink. Uh, so after waiting in line to get in, they um, they were met with a tall, dark, and handsome bouncer uh, who catches Lauren's eye immediately. Uh, once inside, the ladies uh, struggled to find an open seat, um, and then, like suddenly, out of nowhere, the han- handsome bouncer dun, dun, appears dun. Um, and guides them to op- an open spot. Uh, he introduces himself as Sean Fields. So throughout. Um, the girls stay at the bar. Uh, Sean would check on them periodically. And by the time they decided to leave, Lauren was determined to give Sean her, her number. Um, she was, you know, very interested in him, um, which was kind of new for Lauren. Lauren had never really had, um, much of a dating life. She was, like I said earlier, she was very focused on her schooling, um, and her athletics. Well, um, oh. 19 times. I mean, she was, she was busy. Yeah. And I mean, 
the fact that she was, you know, practicing all the time because she was phenomenal at the college level as well. Um, but she also like maintained, it was, I think it was like a 3.77 GPA wow. on top of that. So, I mean, impressive. yeah, she was, she was a smart cookie. Um, anyways, where was I? Oh yeah. So when they, um, when they came across Sean on their way out, Lauren, um, thrusts the paper with her phone number into his hands and, um, runs out of the bar with Alex. Um, and the two were laughing all the way to their car, um, at Lauren's audacity, (laughs) 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 um, to just be like, here, (laughs) goodbye. So a bit out of character for her. Yeah. Um, and that was something that, uh, so Alex hat was interviewed, uh, by, um, one of the news outlets that I read an article from, okay. um, and she had talked about how when her, her and Lauren first met like their freshman year, I believe they were roommates. Okay. Um, and of course, you know, became really good friends. Um, and she said that, you know, when they first became friends that, she, um, when she would see Lauren around campus, she would often have to like yell her name in order for her to like look up and see her. She's like, cause she would always like walk with her head down. So she would never see her if she just like waved. So she'd always have to like yell out her name and be like, Hey, <laughs> right. Um, but like recently, um, recently to these events, um, she had started to, you know, show more confidence in herself and be a little more, um, I don't know. I guess like a little more let loose, kind of. Um, not that she, she was, was like into a, her own. Yeah, like um, yeah. It's not like she was like a, a stickler or anything like that beforehand. Um, but just she definitely noticed a little bit of change in 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 um, how she carried herself and and presented herself. I guess. Okay. Yeah. I can. I mean. Um, but anyway. So yeah. So Alex had noted in this article that her doing that, her giving her phone number to this stranger was like way out of character for her. Like she would never have done that before. Um, but anyway, so the next morning, um, September 3rd, um, when Alex and Lauren had met up at church, um, Lauren giddily told her that Sean had texted her, um, and they had made plans to go rock climbing at a gym later that afternoon oh, okay. um, for their first date. So, um, so Lauren called her mom after their first date, um, just gushing about Sean you know, talking about um, how he brought her flowers and that he took her to dinner um, with his work friends and, like, showed her off. Um, and Lauren liked that he wasn't like the other guys that she had met in Salt Lake City. Um, he seemed more mature and grounded. Uh, Sean had told her that he was from New York and was bouncing part-time so he could finish his associate degree in computer science at the community college. Um, he also told her that he was 28 years old, which worried Lauren's mom a little bit um, when she found this out, but uh, her mom decided not to say anything and to just allow Lauren to make her own decisions. You know, she was a grown adult at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, you know, she didn't have any reason to dislike him or anything like that other than him right. just being a bit older. Um, 
what is that? Well, seven and years. She's having her mama bear senses. Oh yeah, tingle. And the fact that she's all the way in Pullman, which is like uh, what, like six hundred some odd miles away or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's her baby. That's I, I believe that's her firstborn because um, Lauren does have a younger brother, so I oh, think okay. she was the oldest, and then. Um, that's why he's brother. her younger brother. Yeah, thank you. Okay, I get. I was redundant. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> nobody asked you. Um. Okay. Anyways, um. But overall, um, her mom was happy for her. Um. At the beginning, uh, of Lauren and Sean's relationship, uh, Alex was extremely happy for her friend. But pretty soon she started to notice things that made her uneasy. Oh. Um, not not digging the the dude anymore. Um, and this is Alex uh, Lauren's friend, right? Opinion. Right, right, right. Um, so first things first. Um, I'm going to go through the things that were making Alex uneasy um, about their relationship. And so first off, um, Sean spent almost every night in Lauren's, um, dorm apartment thing. Um, she had like a campus apartment. Okay. Um, starting from their first date, uh, uh, which I mean, I get your, your adults, many people go home together on the first date. Um, but as I said before, this is not like Lauren, um, and Lauren hasn't really had, like, too many relationships in the past. Um, so it was just weird. Um, and it was also weird due to the fact that Sean was a rather large man. Um, he was fairly tall and pretty well built. Um, he was muscular. Um, okay. And I think he was, like, he was over six feet. Um, I'm not sure exactly how tall. But. Pretty pretty big guy. Um, and Lauren wasn't that small either. Lauren was about 5'9". Okay. Um, but a fairly slim build because she was a runner. Right, and, right. Um, anyway, so this was – Alex found this really weird um, because, I mean, Lauren had a twin bed in her apartment. So <laughs> What? Yeah, so they were, they were just sleeping together on a twin bed. A lot. Um, and then also she was just like, does he not have his own place to stay? Yeah, like why? why? They never stayed at his place. They would always stay at Lauren's, um, which is just kind of weird. You know, like you would think because he, he he wasn't a university student. Um, so, I mean, he should have theoretically had like his own apartment or whatever. Yeah. Somewhere else. Right. That right. probably had a bigger bed. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she found that weird. And then about after, or after about a week of dating, um, Lauren started saying stuff like, he told me to wear X, Y, Z. Um, he told me I could invite friends to the bar or I couldn't invite friends. Um, starting, starting to tell her how she should live her life, basically. What to wear, who to be with, mm-hmm. where to go. Mm-hmm. And then... Lauren um, started to become fearful of angering Sean, angering Sean. So she made sure to never be late to dates. 
Um, if he texted her, she would respond immediately, no matter what. Um, there is even an instance where she was driving and she had Alex respond to him so that he wouldn't get mad that she took too long to respond. Okay, no. they And this didn't... She... She was too in it. She... I don't know. She was still under his spell at this at this point in time. Um, That's after how long? One week? Would yes. you just say? Shit. Yeah. Not not very long. Their relationship is very short lived. Um, anyways, so also one time when Lauren's phone died during an evening class, um, he later accused her um, of cheating and was just like berating her for not answering. Yeah, and she was like, "My phone died." Like, I'll be like, "Bro, we're done." Right? That right? <laughs> but I'm. We can't. We can't blame Lauren. She's only twenty one. No, this is like her first real infatuation. Like, you know, she's in it. She's in it. We always say it's way easier for the outside people to oh, see. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's it's always more way more clear looking in Mm -hmm. the outside looking in I just you know you wonder did any of her of her college friends have a a a relationship with someone during that I mean did she have anything to base off like like that would say that this is really not that normal or this is you know I have no idea I have no idea um if her friends were in relationships or whatnot um I don't know I mean, yeah, so uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's hard to say. Okay. okay. Um, I will buckle down. <laughs> anyways, so, oops. Um, so Sean was being very possessive and jealous. Um, he started prohibiting Lauren from going to friends' houses or to parties because of the um, possibility of other men being there, which, like, um, you might as well just. Like you're on a locker in the basement. There's, like there's other men everywhere, right? Like <laughs> you're gonna keep her from going to classes now because you know there's men there. Like, anyways, not not good things. Um, he also he excused his behavior, um, or he excused this behavior, the jealousy and possessiveness, um, was that he. Um, had trust issues due to being cheated on by a previous girlfriend, which is no excuse, okay? You can acknowledge that you have trauma from a past relationship because that's very real, but you need to work on getting better at it's it because your current, your, your current partner is not responsible for that, okay? Yeah. You, you got you to gotta do better. Person. Yeah. Um, especially when Lauren has given him absolutely zero reason to believe that she's cheating on him. In fact, their relationship hasn't even, it's been like a couple weeks that like, <laughs> it's, it's not even been that long. Um, excuse me. Are we exclusive? <laughs> right. But anyway, so, um, Alex tried hinting to Lauren that Sean's behavior wasn't normal or okay. Um, but she didn't push it because she didn't want Sean to cut her off from Lauren. Um, so she, yeah, she kind of bit her tongue. Like she tried to like, kind of (laughs) like wink, wink Lauren. Um, but she didn't want to make a big fuss about it, at least not right away because, because she didn't want to get cut off from Lauren. Like she still wanted to be able to be there and to help her if something happened, you know? Okay. 
Um, so we're going to fast forward a little bit to September 30th of 2018. Um, so not quite a month that they've been together. Um, Alex talks to um, a couple of, of her and Lauren's friends about Lauren's situation, um, and they decided to voice their concerns about Sean to university housing staff. Um, and, you know, like telling, telling them that, like, you know, it's weird that he's here all the time and, like, his behavior is not cool. Yeah. Um, and they I, – um, I think their goal initially was to um, get some sort of, like, housing violation cited so that Sean would not be allowed to come over. Okay. I could see that To angle. Lauren's anymore. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately – um, it was discovered later, much later, that the housing staff did nothing with this information. And her friends reported a few times. It wasn't just one time. They reported a few times um, about their relationship and about Sean. What? I mean, yes. there has to be regulations where, I'm sorry, but room and board is not free here. Right? Or, I, mean, I mean, even not only like, that, that, but like, but, but like, like mm, no. They're voicing concerns about her safety. Like, they're specifically talking about how, like, they don't think that Lauren is safe with him. And nothing? And they didn't, they didn't, they didn't report it. And this is in 2018? It. Yeah, this is in 2018. Jesus. This is just a few years ago, guys. Like, this is not old. So they they did not report to campus police. They did not report to the student wellness center. Um, nothing. They didn't they didn't report it anywhere. They didn't even boost it up the chain of the housing department. Wow. Yeah. So that that that's angering fact number one. Well, aside from Sean being an asshole, but you know, dick. Um. Anyway, so then in early October of 2018, um. The school had fall break, and Lauren went back to Pullman um, for this break. Just her. Um, she went alone. Um, and so she, while she was at home, she decided to research her boyfriend. And what she found was unsettling, to say the least. Oh, no. So he had lied about his name, his age, and his criminal history to her. Oh, there we go. And they had been together for a, about a month or so now. So his real name um, was Melvin Rowland. Um, his middle name was Sean, but Fields was definitely not his last name. So fake name. Melvin. Um, anyways, and he was 37 oh, years old. Ick. Yeah, he was he was like Almost two decades older than her, or like fifteen years older than her. Okay, no, like gross, and ten years older than what he told her that he was. Yeah, like that's just come on. Um, also, this is the real kicker here. He was a registered sex offender and had spent ten years in prison for raping a thirteen-year-old. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. 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 Y'all heard that right. Ten years in prison for rape. He's and he, he pled guilty to that. Off. What? Well, he's he tells Lauren that he only pled guilty because he had to. Or what? Yeah, I don't know. 
Oh, God. Yeah. And I had I had read in one of my sources that he actually admitted to, like, a, a few rapes, like, three, I think three. Um, so... Of, so of okay, so he's young. 37 now. You said 10 years. So like when he was 27, he raped a 13-year-old? Yeah. Ugh. Or maybe not quite. He might have been a little bit younger. Um he might have been maybe more towards his mid-20s. Um because Still that's a child? No. Oh, oh yes. No, that's still a Yeah, that's a baby. 13 years old? That's a that's a baby. Ew. That's just, they're not even like, they've barely gone through puberty. Like what? Anyways. Anyways. No no excuse. Absolutely not. But so after his 10 year stint, um, he violated his parole twice, which landed him back in prison. Um, And he was actually released that second time um, shortly before he met Lauren. Oh. So he was fresh out of prison. Of course. Looking for a new... Mm. Victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disgusting. Um, so not a computer science major. No. Okay. And in fact, this meant that he was still on parole during their entire relationship, and Lauren knew nothing about it. Absolutely nothing about Did it. Did he have a home in this tire, or was he... What? I honestly have no idea. I never heard any sort of mention of his Living own place. Living out of his car, or... I honestly don't even know if he had his own car. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But it's no bueno. Okay, continuing on, though. So on October 9th, 2018, um, Lauren returns to the University of Utah campus, um, and she calls Alex for advice on how to handle the Melvin situation, the Melvin Sean situation. I'm going to call him Melvin from now on, now that we all know his real name, Um, just for to hopefully not confuse in the future. Um, Let's see. So she uh, doesn't want to end things over text because Melvin had been borrowing her car while she was gone um, and he still had it. Um, There's this thing called law enforcement. (laughs) Do we call this? I know. Right. I know. I know. We're it's gonna it's gonna be a ride, okay? Let me just tell you that right oh, now. I don't know if I can handle this. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Okay. Um alrighty. So he has her car. Um and they were also um they also had planned to go to a wedding together that evening. Um so Alex uh advises her to not go to the wedding. To- Good advice. Um and to break up with him in a public place. Also good advice yes um definitely definitely public well well populated public place um anyway so while on the phone with alex melvin was crouched outside lauren's window watching and listening she had a ground floor apartment oh jesus so when she got off the phone Um, Melvin barges into her apartment yelling at her and saying that she shouldn't be talking to her friends about their relationship. What the (laughs) I know, right? Excuse me, but what are friends for? I mean, like, come on. You can't, you can't seriously believe that your significant other doesn't talk about 
you to their friends. Like no. whether whether it's good or bad. Good or bad. Like, I mean, they're good. Yeah. That's hello. Like I've, I talk about my boyfriend to my friends all the fucking time. Like <laughs> only the good things though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, hello. Yeah. Like. I mean, first of all, we're just, we're women in general. Like, we talk about everything. <laughs> well, I mean, but, uh, but, I mean, a friend, I mean. Yeah, you don't no. have a confidence. I mean, uh, okay. Like, who else does she go to advice for? Like, right? come on. Anyways. Um, okay, so Lauren then confronts him um, about all of his lies and broke up with him. Um, he tried explaining away the sexual misconduct as him being framed and that the only re- um, that he only pl- pled guilty because he had to, like I said earlier, mm. um, which is mm-hmm, bullshit, probably because um, you would have gotten a worse sentence if you didn't. Yeah, there, there, that that's had probably to the, the had of to. two evils mm-hmm. is why you had to. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so she wasn't buying it. And tried to make him leave her apartment. However, he ended up staying the night because anytime Lauren tried to get him to leave, he would just force himself onto her sexually. Yeah. And like I said, this is a big guy. Lauren can't That's take him. That's when you like, kick him in the ding ding and run. <laughs> I, well, I'm sure she was probably scared, you know? Like, he's a big guy. Oh. <sighs> Well, she was already... And he's way older than her. Yes, but I mean, if she was already worried about not making him, you know, texting back, not to, to right. upset him, then he's already got a hold on her... On her psyche. Uh, yeah. For sure. Um, so then uh, the next day, October 10th, 2018, um, Lauren gets Melvin to finally leave her apartment by telling him that she has track practice that morning, um, which she really thought that she did have track practice, but it... It turned out, um, and she realized after he had left that she actually didn't have practice at all that day, um, which was convenient. <laughs> and so, um, I'd be still, I'm, go, I'm going, I'm going to, I mean, at this point she's had this coach for four years or whatever. I mean, there's kind of, I, true. Um, I think she was still, I don't know. I think she was still under the impression that he wouldn't do anything to her at this point. After um, he... Yeah, I don't I don't know. I wasn't there. But from what I have read, that's what I gather. But I mean, obviously Lauren's dead, so we don't know the whole ins and outs. Um anyway, so but the shitty thing is that um Melvin had taken her car again to run errands. Um so she didn't have a car. And then later on Once in the again, day police <laughs> My car's been stolen. Yeah, I honestly, I would have. I would have reported my car stolen at that point. Um, because obviously, I like, I guess I I don't know if she was like, don't take my car. Like, I would assume probably so, but I don't know. Regardless, like, I would have reported it, reported it stolen and been like, nah, bitch, you don't get that. Um, yeah, no. I, but that way you could get your keys back in, mm-hmm. in, in a safer manner. Yeah. Wouldn't want to um, meet him somewhere to have him give my keys back. Oh, my gosh. Right. But we'll get we'll get to that, though. Okay. Here in just okay. A second. okay. Um, so uh, later on in the day, um, Lauren gets a text from an unknown number appearing to be um, one of Melvin's friends. Uh, it said, 
quote, why'd you break up with the big guy? He really loves you. Which I'm like, yo, it's only been like a month. You'll throw him the L word. But anyways, uh, <laughs> I guess to each their own, but still. Uh, then she gets another text from a different friend, different friend, um, saying he was going to drop her car off. The friend was going to drop her car off because Melvin couldn't stand to see her. Oh, poor Melvin. Because he's the hurt one here. He's the victim. Melvin, get a pair. It's for fucking real. Like, compared to his age, he's basically dating a child. Like. Come on. You know? Um, anyway, so then the text escalated, and one even told her to go kill herself. So that's nice. Oh. That's real nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Lauren noticed that these texts had similar grammatical errors as Melvin's texts, which hmm. made her believe that he was sending them and not his friends. What so, do you know, <laughs> right? Shocker. Um, so, uh, Lauren kept her parents up to date on the situation and her mom, uh, cause she talked to her mom like every single day, like her and her mom were very close. Like me and you. <laughs> um, <gasps> They must be awesome people. <laughs> um, I mean, her parents, from what I have gathered from the article, they seem like pretty nice people. So it seemed like they had a good, like she had a good childhood and all of that. Yeah, well, no, it, it very much so, it seems like. Um, and clearly very loved. Yes. Um, anyway, so her mom called Campus Dispatch, um, University of Utah campus dispatch to request an escort for her daughter when getting her car back because she was worried for her safety and thought Melvin to be dangerous. And she said that to campus dispatch that she felt that he could be dangerous. Um, dispatch then contacts Lauren um, about the escort. She initially declines because Melvin was going to drop off her car at her apartment um, in like the parking lot. Um, she calls back later though, wanting the escort because Melvin ended up dropping her car off at the stadium parking lot, um, the university stadium. And so she did get the escort, um, and returned, uh, or and retrieved her car safely. So there but was no incident know, there. No, but he could have made a copy of her key or... Oh my gosh. The, I mean, you know, I never even thought about that, but yeah. that is so true. That is so true. And you got to think, like, if he took her car keys, like, don't you think that's probably got, like, her apartment oh, key? Oh, that's what I was going to say. Is that like, a house key on it? Maybe, a, 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 I don't know. Oh, I didn't even your think about that. Something, you know? Oh, my God. Oh, that just got way creepier. Oh, my God. Okay. Ugh. Okay. I didn't even think about that. <sighs> Anyways, so it was discovered later um, that this incident, um, having an escort taker to get her car and all of that um, was not inputted into the same record management system that campus police uses. So when Lauren later goes to campus police for help, they didn't know about this prior incident. What do you mean? It just didn't get inputted period or well, what? for whatever reason, a- the, the, um, I don't know if there's like a difference between like like security and like police, like security. campus police. I don't. From what I gathered, they're like kind of two separate things. So like, the, where her mom called to get the escort was not can't like, 
Um, or I guess it was campus police. Well, I don't know. I guess they had two different systems. Um, and, and they don't cross reference each other when you put in. They do now. They use the same one system now. Guess I mean, if you, put in, if you put in, and it should cross reference or whatever. Oh yeah. She got called cause there was a loud party or, or, or needed an escort with a car. And oh yeah, she called because her unit was robbed or whatever. I mean, that should, bro. Would I don't, that seem like a no brainer? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Which is one, another one of my frustrations with the campus. Oh my God. Like they're, you're going you're gonna to find out they're just a bunch of dumb fucks, a bunch of assholes. Anyway. Um, you digress. Yeah, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, this report was not entered into the same system. Which I, like I said, dumb as hell. Dumb as hell that they had two different systems. This but, is not the seventies. No, but guess what? They now have one system. And you know why they have one system now? Is it the Lawrence system now? It well, it's not called that, <laughs> but it's because of her case. They made a lot of changes after her case. Wow. Took a death. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to die. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, anyway, so on October 12th, 2018, Lauren receives more texts saying that Melvin is dead and it's her fault. Um, some said that he killed himself. Others said he was in a car accident. Um, and it also they also said that she needed to go to the funeral. i'd be like girl i barely know this guy i'm like "Uh -uh." no um anyway so lauren finds through social media that melvin is in fact not dead as he had recently posted um now she didn't know this at the time um but or lauren didn't know this at all but being on social media was actually a violation of melvin's parole he, he was not allowed to have any form of social media or be on any sort of, like, dating site or anything like that. Gee, I wonder why. Hmm. Yeah. So, Lauren calls campus police to report the messages um, and that she felt they were trying to lure her out of her apartment. Um, campus police did nothing because the messages weren't threatening or criminal in nature. So, they said that they couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. You know, just fuck stalking 101, but whatever. Does she need an escort somewhere? Does she need, I mean, how is she going to get to practice or whatever? I don't know. Class. You see where I'm, you see why I was so frustrated? You see? You understand? Yeah. It's going to get worse. So on October 13th of 2018, Melvin texts Lauren saying he has um, compromising photos of her and him together and demanded $1,000 or he would post them online. Like, post away, baby. Um, Well. I mean, it's not going to be the first or last boobs or hoochies (laughs) someone sees. It's not. No, it's true. But Lauren had a very high reputation about her. Um, A lot of people knew her. Um, you know, she was a star athlete, um, and she oh, was so thinking, she can't have sex. No, no. <laughs> I'm not saying that it should be wrong that she was engaging in a sexual relationship with her 
significant other <laughs> at that time. I don't think it's wrong at all. However, society, you know, is going to be a bunch of assholes and basically knock her down for having sex because she's a woman who has sex. So that automatically equates to her being a whore. So because of it's that. It's a good thing that women have sex. <laughs> right? Or, 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 there would be or, no more people. I'm going to say, we kind of would have been extinct by now. Yes, but, you know, logic doesn't. Um, have a place in, in these, these horrible things. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go okay, ahead. let's get on to it. Let's let's get let's get to it. <laughs> Anyways, so seeing that the photo clearly showed her face and um, very identifiable posters in her room, uh, Lauren panicked, thinking um, how this would ruin her hard work and reputation, and sent him the money via Venmo. But Lauren also called campus police and went to the station with her friend Alex to report this, Um, which later on Alex explains um, how she and Lauren were surprised that officers met them in the lobby of the station and didn't take them back to an interview room to be questioned privately. But why? What what is Exactly. So at Why? That, at that time, Why? is that against their protocol? Their I would think so. They're they're filing a formal report of extortion with sexual photos or wh- whatever. Um like and she like had to show them these photos. Like this this should have been something that was done in private. Like or, Oh, so like like out in the yeah, like they were literally in the lobby of the police station. Oh, jeez! Like they weren't even like back at a desk or anything. Um, yeah, like I said, it gets worse. Um, blah, 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 blah. Did they so, watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? Oh my god! <laughs> For there is that how they develop protocol? Um, no, at least they do it pretty much right most of the time. So, okay. Uh, so campus police didn't seem too concerned, um, about Lauren's case, um, and even suggested that it could just be a scam. Right. Even though they have the photos. This is, this really is me. Right. Well, they were saying that it could be a scam that somebody could have like hacked Melvin's phone or whatever it doesn't matter no it doesn't matter (laughs) the fact is that's still a criminal act (laughs) right hello yeah it's just it's so dumb it's so dumb um one of the officers looked up melvin in the campus directory and told um the two women that he seemed like a quote pretty good guy but um who feels the need to go by his middle name and and, and then a made-up last name? Well, see, here's the thing, though. The person that they looked up was somebody else who happened to have the same name and who was actually a student at the university. Well, I was going to say, what, if they... Cause, cause, yeah, I they went to the directory. They didn't go into, like, crime or, like, police records. They went to the school directory to look him up. In, the, in this directory, is there a picture that they could have said, is this... Is this your Melvin? Uh, well, yeah, because he said he looked like a pretty nice guy. So who had only gotten like a parking ticket or something like that on campus before. But I mean, but there's no, but they didn't say to her, to, to Lauren. Well, it's uh, like, can you identify, is this the same? I don't know. 
if they showed her the photo. But in response to this, Lauren told them that he was a registered sex offender and showed the officers his mugshot. So either way, they should have seen that, oh, this is not the same person. Well, you know, people, <laughs> people you don't tend to look their best in a mugshot. He might clean up and look better. I mean, what the hell? I, I know. I know. Um, so they were still dismissive um, and just told the two ladies that a detective would be in touch the following Tuesday, which was three days away. So this was uh, a Saturday. Um, and they said the detective would be in touch on Tuesday. And, you know, maybe you'd get Vinco, get it ready, because <laughs> she's going to make, need to make another payment. Anyways, so not satisfied with how campus police was handling her case, Lauren decided to contact the Salt Lake City Police Department. However, they just routed her back to campus police, saying that the case falls under their jurisdiction. And that the Salt Lake City police could do nothing for her. Oh, bullshit. Right? Right? Complete bullshit. I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you not the police of the city that I live in? Is one of your citizens not harassing me? Like, Yeah. (sighs) Anyways, um, kind of a little side note here. The campus police officer that Lauren... Um, shared her uh, extortion photos with was later found out way later um, found out to have shown the photos to other officers not involved in Lauren's case and he also um, bragged about being able to look at it whenever he wanted oh my god yes and not only was this information found out way later like, this was found out... Um, Please tell me they hung him. They strung him up somewhere. Oh, no, 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 no. Because by the time that campus police and the university found out about this and confirmed that it did, in fact, happen, um, this guy had already quit there and was working at another police department somewhere else in Utah. Oh, Jesus. Yes, but on the plus side, he was eventually fired from that job because of this. And but it took a while. uh, Oh man. Okay. No, what's actually even worse is, in fact, um, apparently, um, this person is trying to or is planning to sue the university. For, like, defamation or something like that. Because he was a dillweed? Yeah. 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 That's horrible. I know, Let's right? Let's say if you ever have a child and someone exploits him like that. It's just disgusting because she went, like, she went. This was one of the officers she initially talked to. And, like, so she went so to these people. So much for trying to do the right thing. Yeah, she went to these people for help. And he just was like, ooh, I get to look at this sexy pic of this person who has been traumatized anytime I want. Because I'm a disgusting male. Anyways. Back to our timeline here. So October 16th, um, 2018, Melvin's parole officer spoke with him. 
but didn't know anything about Lauren's allegations against him because campus police didn't communicate that with adult probation and parole. Why would they? I mean, they fucked up so many times. So anyway, so Melvin's use of social media and his involvement in a new criminal um, or in a new crime violated his parole and the latter could have put him back in jail. Which just really gets the heart once we get to the end here. Once you, once we, I mean, we know Lauren dies, and you can probably guess who does it. So, was it Sean or Melvin? <laughs> it was both. It was a tag team. <laughs> Jesus, that's bad. I'm sorry. Okay, that's bad. We're bad. That's, that's bad. bad. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, October nineteenth, twenty eighteen. Lauren still hasn't heard from the detective assigned to her case, and this is three days after she was supposed to hear from a detective. Um, So she tries calling Salt Lake City Police again, but was again routed back to campus police. So the detective assigned to her case um, finally calls her, but only to tell her that um, she would be gone until the 23rd of October, And to call campus police again if she got any more texts from Melvin that were attempting to lure her somewhere. So this detective doesn't call her when she is supposed to. And then finally responds and says, oh, yeah, I'm going to be gone for the next four days. Um, But, you know, if anything else happens, just just go ahead and call campus police. It's whatever. They haven't helped you so far, but maybe they might. They might start. They might start, you know... Fifth time's a charm. I don't even know what t- how many That's times now. Ready to say that exact same thing. <laughs> oh man, it's yeah. Ugh. And what kills me is that this is a woman too. Yeah, that was hello. like a, like assigned her case. Like, how do you like? I don't know. As a woman, I don't understand how you cannot sympathize with other women who go through sexual assault and abuse and domestic violence and all of that. Um, yes, I understand men go through this too, but it is predominantly women. I mean, but even even not going into into um, sex, you know, or yeah, you know, female, even yeah, just humans, but humans in general. But, but okay, think about a professional. I get it. I get a person works a job. Yes, they have a a right to go on vacation or whatever. Well, yeah, you know. But but don't you have a backup? Don't you have? You know, not that only that, but like she, person. she was working the day that she was supposed to contact Lauren, and the so she, so the sixteenth was the day that she was supposed to contact Lauren. She was working that day. She was working the seventeenth. She was working the eighteenth. And and she, now that I'm leaving, and now leaving, that I'm leaving, oh, I'm gonna let you know that I'm leaving. Yeah, but <sighs> yeah, really not cool. <sighs> so. Um, So over the next two days, um, so the 20th and 21st, this was a weekend, um, Lauren sends three screenshots to campus police that showed Melvin's criminal history and continued harassment towards her. Um, So October 19th through the 22nd, so again that weekend, um, campus security video catches Melvin at multiple locations apparently trying – Multiple locations on campus. Okay. Um, apparently trying to find Lauren. So he's basically stalking her. Um, October 22nd, 2018, um, Lauren receives another text, this one claiming to be Deputy Chief Rick McLennan, 
um, who was the campus deputy chief at that time, um, asking her to go to the campus police station. She doesn't believe that it's the deputy chief, and so she calls campus police, um, and the officer who answers tells her to just ignore it. This officer never reported this information to anyone, even though impersonating an officer is a crime. Hmm. And it also didn't even go into Lauren's file about more harassment. Like, it, it, he didn't do anything with this information. Didn't even look to see, is there a history going on with this girl? Not um, that I know of. Not that I'm aware of. Oh, because, yeah, that would have been easy to do. Mm, I know, right? Um, so around 3 p.m. that day, Melvin snuck into Lauren's apartment building and waited for her in the lobby for about three hours. Um, this is on cameras. Around 8.20 p.m., while returning from a class, Lauren is confronted by Melvin in the parking lot of her apartment building. Um, she was just wrapping up a phone call with her mom um, when Lauren starts to yell, no, 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 no. Um, and Lauren's mom can hear this because they're still oh, connected. Um, <sighs> Melvin snatches Lauren, causing her to drop her phone and other belongings. Um, Melvin drags her to where he parked um, the car that he drove to campus, uh, pushes her into the back seat, and shoots her multiple times. Oh my One of God. my sources said that he shot her seven times. Jesus. Um, he then contacts, Melvin then contacts a woman he met through a dating site. Of course. And asks her to pick him up. The two went to dinner. And then went back to her place where Melvin showered. And then she dropped him off at a coffee shop. Are you shitting me? No. Well, she had she didn't know anything about this. She didn't know this. either. But I mean, but for him to then like yeah, oh, just shoot someone seven times. He basically times just went on another just, date oh my right God. after killing his, his ex-girlfriend. Like, what? What? Also, it was a violation of his parole to um, be in the possession of a handgun. Which one of his friends lent him? Just saying. Yeah. One of his, oh. Yeah. Uh, well, well, how long is the friend's rap sheet? <laughs> I don't know. But they did end up getting, um, I guess I don't know if they got well, how much jail time or what, but that friend did end up getting prosecuted because Good. because he lent Melvin the gun. Hello? Yeah. Um. Anyway, so then at 8.23 p.m. that night, um, panicking about, um, as to what happened to their daughter, Lauren's parents, um, Matt and Jill, call 911 to get routed to um, U of U campus police. Um, so they, they like called like their local 911 and had them mm -hmm. route them to the campus police. So then at 8.32 p.m., campus police arrive at the parking lot where Lauren's things were dropped because um, it turns out that while um, – so her parents had left – um, her mom's phone connected in case that Lauren came back because they didn't know exactly right. what happened. Um, they only heard Lauren say no, 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 and then they didn't really hear too much else other than I think pro obviously probably like some scuffling sounds or whatever. Right, right. So they didn't know exactly what had happened. Um, so they they kept the line connected in case she came back or something. Um, and it turns out that another student. Um, ends up finding her phone and picks it up and says hello um, and tells uh, Jill that she found 
Lauren's phone. Um, I think she had like her computer um, and like a backpack or something with her um, that was also on the ground. But she was like, there's nobody else here. She's like, there's nobody in the parking lot. Oh, my gosh. Um, anyway, so. Uh, yeah, so the campus police arrive um, and they start the search for Lauren. Um, and then so blah, 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 later in the night, um, the woman that Melvin had met up with after shooting Lauren um, saw him on the news and called the police because they like broadcasted what had happened basically or that they were looking for this person um and so she called police and you know told them what she knew um and where she had dropped him off um she called salt lake city police not campus police right 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 so that we know who we're talking about here anyways at 9 55 p.m campus police find lauren's body still in the backseat of that car that Melvin had driven to campus, which I don't even know if that was his car. Or I was going to say, if he do stole they know it who the owner if he, of that car is? Um, it, in the sources that I read, it never said anything about who the owner of that vehicle was. Um, well, he could have he could have stolen it. Or, yeah, he could have stolen it. He could have borrowed it from a friend. He hmm. seems to do that a lot. Um, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it could have been. He could have rented it. Who knows? Right. Okay. Um, anyways, um, and that, that is also around the, the same time that her parents find out what happened to her. Oh my gosh. Um, unfortunately. And it was actually her track coach that ended up calling them to tell, to tell them. Um, so then at 1246 AM, um, Salt Lake City police find Melvin and follow him to Trinity AME church, um, when police entered the church uh, after Melvin, uh, Melvin shot and killed himself. You fucking coward. Yeah. So that also pisses me off because he got to go out on his own terms, which is bull fucking shit. He should have gone back to prison and rotted his sorry ass in there. I'm sorry. He should have been gang raped in prison. And <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> brutal brutal unto other no (laughs) well well karma right no what a what a coward seriously though like i i mean i guess we can take peace or solace in the fact that he can no longer hurt anybody but i would imagine that it would still be frustrating for those who knew and loved lauren um, and any other people that he abused because he had other girlfriends that he had abused previously uh, he probably has n- probably never had a, a healthy relationship probably not he definitely doesn't seem like a stable person or didn't seem like a stable person no no there's that's that's not and pursuing women Way younger than him. You know, that, but I mean, the, the, who maybe do not have a lot of uh, oh, relationship like experience. experience, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's easier to manipulate or... That's very true. Or very like, true. like, you know, when I say you need to, you don't want to piss me off because mm-hmm. you need to text me back. You don't want to do that. And, you know, when you have a boyfriend, that's not what happens. You, you, you know, mm-hmm. they, then they, they don't have any... 
Yeah, they don't have anywhere to base any knowledge. Yeah, you know, a lot of experience of. to. Mm-hmm. Oh, Anyways, manipulative bastard. Yes, I do have a bit more of information here for what occurs after Lauren's death. Um, so, U of U President Ruth Watkins. <clears throat> bitch, um, had an outside investigator review campus police protocols and the actions of individual officers, which initially the actions of the individual officers were not going to be investigated. But um, after protests from students, um, she decided to change that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so the report for this investigation was released on December 19th of 2018. Um, so a couple months later Mm -hmm. um ruth watkins states that the report doesn't offer any reason to believe that lauren's murder could have been prevented but quote instead the report offers weaknesses identifies issues and provides us with a roadmap for strengthening security on our campus please tell me she's no longer there she actually stepped down earlier this year in part due to this case well Good. Yeah. Finally. The way she handles and the university handled this case was horrendous. They did not take any responsibility for her death. Which it doesn't make any sense for me that she can say, oh, um, yeah, we're not responsible for her death. Like her death wasn't preventable. We couldn't have done anything to have prevented her death. However, her death did um, uncover a lot of like not good practices in our um, police, uh, our campus police like our that we need to like change. Yeah. Well, at this at this point, they didn't know that yet. No, but I'm well. But still, yeah. Because their investigation was probably for shit. <laughs> well, it was a third party investigation. It wasn't anybody affiliated with the campus mm-hmm. or the university. Well, they didn't have any records, so how would they? I mean, they didn't. Well, and that's the thing. So, um, well, hold on. I'll get into some of the points that the the uh, report gets into. So. Uh, So that's what Ruth says. However, the report points out um, many missed opportunities, such as the reports to housing staff by Lauren's friends, and that during the days when the detective assigned Lauren's case was off, the case was not handed over to another on-duty officer to handle, which standard protocol, I'm pretty sure. Standard practice in probably... Most police stations, I would hope all, but I guess I don't know. Um, Some recommended changes the report made were to hire more people in the campus department, in the campus department of public safety, because they were understaffed. The campus police should build a working relationship with the Center for Student Wellness and its victim advocates, as well as hire one or more in-house victim advocates to help officers during their investigations. So they, they had no they they didn't work with any advocates in I their mean, the in their same, police how, station. How, how could there have not been? I mean, there. <sighs> okay, hold on, real quick though. A couple more things. So they also needed to train all officers on dealing with interpersonal violence, and they should adopt the lethal assessment program, which is used by many other police agencies. In Utah, which this program, um, I did look it up, and it's basically um, like a protocol where, uh, you know, you train the officers to look for signs of domestic abuse or violence um, 
or any sort of relationship type of abuse. Um, search for those signs. If you see those signs during an interaction, then you report that to the proper, um, not authorities, but um, proper social services to get this person help. Um, you know, basically like in school where like the teacher is responsible for like if they see bruises and stuff on a kid or like suspect that right. there's abuse that they need to report it to um, uh, CPS. Right. Um, similar, similar sort of thing. Um, so like and that that went for like, you know, police officers, uh, firefighters, EMS, all of those guys. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I was going to say something that actually piggied off of what you were just saying earlier. Um, oh, right. Okay. So just as, as a light bulb did just come on, uh, <laughs> just to further anger everybody here. Um, I, while doing research for this case, I happened upon another article, um, that, talked about uh this campus police in specifically um not not about lauren's case but just about the the campus police in general Mm -hmm. um and so this article interviewed a bunch of um people who were employed by the campus police as well as um students at the university okay um and the people that they interviewed, um, like this, some of the students were women or are women. Um, and they talked about how when they went to report either a sexual harassment, assault, um, anything of that sort of nature, uh, that they were not taken seriously. Um, and that there was apparently at least one time, if not more than once, um, where a woman, she went to report being sexually assaulted, being raped, and this happened at a party. And um, the police officers, sorry, this angers me. The police officers asked her, A, what she was wearing, B, if she was wearing underwear, C, um, if she was, was a virgin... Matter? Yeah, which, like, why the fuck does that matter? So basically asking her all the questions that were not pertinent to be asked. And to make her, what, yeah. were they trying oh, to and humiliate they asked her? She, they asked if she was drunk, too. Oh, because that makes it okay. Yeah, exactly. Very frustrating. And then some of the reports from ex-employees were that one of them was this, um, this person was a dispatcher for the campus police. And they were told specifically by um, higher up people in the department that they needed to either not record domestic violence reports or categorize them as something else not related so that the university didn't have to report a high number of domestic violence. What? Yeah. 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 You heard that right. You understand my frustration? Yeah. Like, I... And of course, of course, the people who were um, in charge at this time, so like the deputy chief and chief whatever, 
Um, they were also interviewed for, for this article. And um, they basically said that, oh, you know, I don't know if any of that ever truly happened. Um, it was not, uh, you know, brought to my attention. Um, but I doubt, you know, that it happened. And, um, you know, these are just these are just disgruntled ex-employees. Hear no evil, see no evil. Yeah. See no evil, hear no evil. Basically. And also female um, employees at the campus police reported many times to higher ups that they were being sexually um, harassed by other by male officers um, and like bullied and stuff. But nothing was ever done with that. There's no record of that. They're just disgruntled. They're just disgruntled. Well, I sure as hell would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's there's not. I don't know what it's like now, but at least back around Lauren's time and, and before, um, or I should say around Lauren's death and before, um, there were there were not many women in that department. And I fucking wonder why. Yeah, very frustrating. Um, anyways, I just have a, a, a few more points here. So on February 7th of 2019, um, a bill was drafted, um, prompted by Lauren's murder, that would require all public colleges in Utah to develop detailed response plans for all sexual assault, stalking, and, da blah, and dating and domestic violence cases. Um, this bill was signed into law in March, um, on March 29th of 2019. Um, so that is now required for all public universities um, or colleges. And then on June 27th of 2019, Jill and Matt McCluskey filed a $56 million lawsuit against the University of Utah, stating that campus police could have prevented Lauren's murder and that the president, Ruth Watkins, was, quote, irresponsible in insisting otherwise. Um, the McCluskeys didn't initially want a lawsuit, but when the university failed to, one, give them an apology, um, and two, didn't discipline any of the officers involved in Lauren's case, um, also the fact that Ruth wouldn't respond to their emails because they tried emailing her to, to settle this in some way, um, they defaulted to the lawsuit when they didn't get any response. Um, so on September 21st of 2019, the university files its response to the lawsuit stating that no matter how heartbreaking the situation was, campus police didn't have any obligation to protect Lauren from Melvin due to the fact that he wasn't a student, staff member, or in any way associated with the university. Therefore, the university is not responsible for his actions. No, but they were responsible for protecting... For her safety. Yeah. Yeah, that... Oh, when I read that, I had to walk away for a moment. I had to walk away from my computer. Because, <laughs> like, what? what is that? What? That is the that biggest is, cop out ever. Right? Oh, uh, since he wasn't a student and since he did the murdering, we just... It's not our fault that she died. 
it's just not logistically, you know, um, right for us to have to worry about every single student's safety and like their personal lives. Well, so she lived on campus. She lived on campus, went to the university. She was an athlete for the university. Yeah. Like, how, how, how do you not have a responsibility for her safety? And, okay. It doesn't so, matter if the perpetrator and, is a and, student and or said, not. And you said a very uh, uh, decorated coll collegiate athlete. Oh, yeah. So, like, okay, so she it's did not, good for them. It's not, it's not, um, <laughs> It's not like she was like some nobody or whatever. Well, I mean, which just is a, a normal, uh, not a normal, an a, not an hour. Okay, so just a regular old student, just a regular old student that is going that has that's not. But yeah. I mean, which I mean, regardless, any any student should any be student protected. Should, but what? <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know. <laughs> I okay. I just can't even. So so dumb. Um. Anyways, last thing here on October twenty second of twenty twenty. So not even a year ago, um, the lawsuit um, was finally settled with the university finally admitting that Lauren's murder was preventable and they could have better protected her, but failed. No shit. Sherlock. Right. Um, so the university ended up paying uh, Matt and Jill McCluskey $13.5 million, um, which the McCluskeys, like, like I said, they didn't want to resort to the lawsuit and they weren't after money to, like, no, for their personal sure this gain. No, didn't happen to someone else's daughter, Ex child. Exactly. And, um, yeah, they wanted more than anything to spread the awareness and so and to have the campus change their policies and change how they do things in their policing because it was complete bullshit. And anyways, which luckily, yes, the campus has implement, imp, implemented a bunch of new rules, regulations, how they do things. Um, they're, they've also gotten more training for officers on domestic violence, um, and like stalking and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, still, it's just, ugh. but, um, I guess kind of bright side, um, Matt and Jill took this money that they got from the university and they started a foundation called the Lauren McCluskey Foundation. Um, and basically it is a foundation that supports um, athletes. It supports um, animals and like humane societies. Um, and there was one more thing. Um, oh, I can't, I can't remember what the other thing was, but there's another thing that they also, um, support. Oh, it's freaking campus safety. <laughs> the, um, but, and, and you know, they, they, they chose these things because, um, you know, obviously athletics and then animals were something that were that were very important to Lauren and a huge part of her life. Um, and then, of course, you know, campus security and that sort of thing, because of the obvious, um, they don't want this to happen to anybody else. Um, so there is that um, the university also is building a new 
um, track and field stadium, and they're going to be naming it after Lauren, um, which, I mean, cool, but yeah, would have no. been cooler if she was still here. Um, but, yeah, that is, that, is, that is my case. That's heartbreaking. It is extremely heartbreaking. And the, and the most heartbreaking part is that this, this is, an, is not an anomaly on campuses across the United States. I just, and it is so. Not all situations end in death like this, but all of the, all of the domestic violence, all of the, the rape. Uh, why? All of why that. Isn't, very prevalent. Why isn't it, why are victims not taken seriously? Why are they not? Because quite honestly, I truly believe it's because some people don't view women as humans. Like, they're just things. Like, they're not on the same level human-wise as they are. So, to them, it doesn't matter. That's my opinion. I mean, but even, like, in this day, I mean, I mean, date rape drugs, they've been around. That's That was... Oh, that's for a long time. Yeah, been there and stuff. And and even if you looked at it from a business aspect, like, hey, we gotta we gotta kinda watch these things or we're not we're gonna lose our student body. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know and that that sounds horrible that that's why you would do something like that, but even even if just that was the motivation. Right. Like, at least it's motivation. <laughs> I just I it's so mind boggling. Dude, tell me about it. This is a topic that has frustrated me for a long time. Long time. Just the whole sexual assault rape thing in general. Not even just on campuses, but in general. In general. But then to have some... What kills me, too, just about this case in particular, is that she fucking showed the police... His mugshot and his priors. And they they didn't think that maybe they should fucking look into it some more? No, but let's... Uh, like, yeah, like, okay, maybe we need to reach out to the parole system. Maybe we... I mean... Right? Well, appar- apparently... So, during this review that was done by the third party... Don't ask me why, because I don't know. But for whatever reason, it was not protocol for the campus police to look up uh, people's criminal history. Like when, 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 when. How can they even call them police? Uh, right. Like so, when when they got like reports, like how Lawrence was, they they were not required to look up this person's priors. It wasn't. It wasn't protocol. How does that not be protocol? Bruh. I, that's what I'm saying. Don't ask me why, because I don't fucking know. This it is should have been. I know. How? I know. Ridiculous. Guess what? It's protocol now. Oh, wow. Too little, too late, kind of. Right? Yeah. Like I said, very frustrating. I'm sorry if y'all are just screaming your minds out. Wherever you're listening to this at, but um, I had to share my frustrations so that I wasn't the only one frustrated. So I'm sorry. 
but stuff I'm like baffled. this, yeah, stuff like this definitely. Like, it, I I had no idea about this. I never heard about this case. In fact, I heard about it from a TikTok, <laughs> which. Uh, yeah, I was like scrolling on TikTok and this one person, I didn't write down their name. I'm sorry. Um, but they just did like a really brief, you know, overview of kind of like what happened to her and stuff. And of course, you know, I was intrigued and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And so I was like, well, got to do this one. <laughs> got to do this case. I had to, uh, it, 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 it's like I said, I'm baffling. It, it truly is. Like, so like, ridiculous. Even if it wasn't protocol, like, just fucking common sense. Well, like, that's what just, I'm saying. I mean, just, what, have I had any long trip? But wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to cross-reference? Wouldn't you want to seek out? Jeez, if, 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 okay, we have a mugshot. We know that he's got a record. Mm-hmm. Do we not want to reach out and see, make, who else is and this person the affecting? Thing. The fact that he did violate his parole. Yeah, he did violate it. And if the one campus police phone call, one phone call that her death literally could have been prevented. Yeah. If the campus police would have fucking done something, if they would have just contacted uh, the, the parole, parole office. That's what I'm saying. One phone call. Because like maybe that maybe it wouldn't have landed him in jail. Maybe. I don't know the exact parameters of his parole. But even if it didn't, it would have put him on radar. Yeah. And they would have been watching him. Yeah. And it, because of that, he likely wouldn't have followed through with his plan. No. So. Well, like, the fact that he was, that he had a social media, he would have been in violation and been in jail. Mm-hmm. You know, waiting, mm-hmm. a, probably waiting a hearing. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, that wraps up my episode this week. Anyways, I hope you guys um, enjoyed, even though it was frustrating. Um, but go check out our Instagram, at Booze and Bloodshed. Um, I will be posting um, our drink of the week and also um, some photos relevant to this case um, over there. So check that out. Um, if you're interested, give us a, a like, a follow, you know, what, whatever. Um, and yeah, we will... Catch you guys uh, the next time. Okay, bye-bye now. Good night. Goodbye. (laughs) It might not be night. It might not be night.